Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. To create a company that is, I certainly hope I'm right in saying this, not only humble and not only caring and compassionate, but we genuinely love and care for the people inside those walls. And we will protect them and nurture them and help them grow. Welcome to the Buyers Age Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that the buyers agent sector is providing people, to bring awareness around the value that buyers agents providing people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable stories and journeys of buyers agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career sectors in Australia right now. Our guest today is Daniel Trelease. He is the founder and CEO of Trelease Associates. The headquarters is based in Sydney in Double Bay. Daniel prides himself on two key things. Number one, customer service. And number two, developing an extraordinary and exceptional company culture. Daniel's career is quite remarkable. It's also very unique where it started. He was headhunted by the former entertainment media billionaire mogul Robert Stigwood. Robert Stigwood had a country estate in England and Daniel managed this estate and looked after not just property but art but also diversified in understanding different business ventures. Daniel was also engaged by high net worth individuals to buy property and art across New York and London. Daniel has been in Australia for less than a decade and brings a very unique energy into his new business. So I'm very excited to introduce Daniel Trelease today. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I've always been meaning to ask about this whole Robert Stigwood. He's obviously a billionaire. He was from Australia. He moved to England. I believe he was the first billionaire in, in the world. I don't know if he was the first, he was certainly one of the first, and I believe he was one of the first, certainly in Australia, but he was actually born in Adelaide as well, where I was born. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I believe, certainly after he passed, I started thinking about why me? Um, and I think it was, I'm gonna give this young kid from Adelaide a chance. Um, and I'll be forever grateful for that, because that was the start of my journey. But how did it all come together? I was actually working in the executive club lounge at a hotel, the Hyatt Regency at the time. I think it's the Intercontinental now in Adelaide. And he said to me, you don't seem nervous at all. And my boss was there holding the silver tray, shaking like this. And I said, I don't know who you are. And he just sort of smiled and said, that's great, no worries. And I went on with my day. And the next time I had to serve him, eventually the president of his companies at the time um, said to me, you'd be really good working with us. And it just went from there. Then they took me to dinner um, and discussed the opportunity. I went and visited the estate and Robert and his team um, in the Isle of Wight at the time uh, in England and came back, made a decision, finished my degree and went and worked for them. When I introduced and said, managed a country estate, I mean, a lot of yeah. people listening to this won't yeah. probably quite grasp what yeah. that really means. Yeah. 
do you mind maybe sharing around like the size, the number of staff? I mean, you were managing something very large. Yeah, I was effectively what they would call a major domo, which was the head of the household. Um, so I would manage all of the staff from the nurses, the security, the chefs, the gardeners, um, then all of his executive team as well, um, and everyone in between. Hiring, firing, training, um, and being the conduit between Robert and a staff member, effectively. How many staff members, roughly? Just on the estate at any given time, between 30 and 40. Wow, amazing. So what did you learn? I mean, obviously that's a very unique experience for someone to go through and be part of that whole journey, what is it you learned? What was the key thing? I think that's probably where I developed most of my people skills. Um, I was exposed to people that I'd only ever read about or seen on television. Um, he's obviously, he was the godfather to um, a number of the royal family's children, that sort of thing, who often visited. Um, he's also the man who created Grease, Saturday Night Fever, uh, Cream, Evita, uh, merge companies, Brian Epstein, to run the Beatles for a while, etc., etc., etc. And, you know, I, I actually kept, flew to Melbourne at one point to hire the new gentleman to take over Saturday Night Fever in the West End. Um, and being thrown in the deep end like that with people that I couldn't even possibly fathom. There was actually one point when I hung up the phone on John Travolta. By accident, I was just transferring it to, to Robert's quarters um, and it just cut out. And I was like, Sugar. So anyway, I got in a lot of trouble for that. Um, some, but, but look, he called back and he was fine. The lesson I did learn though, is that with that level of power and wealth does not always come humility and decency. And I know that he had a reputation for being an extraordinarily hard person. I mean, everyone knows it's common knowledge he was hung off of his balcony by the Cray Twins, which are mafia, because um, he was monopolizing the industry. And I remember one point he called me, I was not in working hours um, and I was asked to come up to the main, main house. I had a house on the estate um, and I was asked to come up and he asked me to come up, which was a 15 minute journey from my house to his kind of thing, um, out of hours on my very, very few hours off um, to pick a pen up next to his bed and give it to him when there was 20 staff in the house to show me that's your place, don't ever forget it kind of thing. And I'll never forget that moment ever. But I'll also never forget the moments where he enjoyed uh, you know, a glass of champagne and telling me extraordinary stories, um, which you know, have enriched my life forever. And I tell them over and over. Can you share any of them? Probably a lot of them are rather inappropriate, as you can imagine, being a billionaire in the 60s and 70s, that sort of thing, the sorts of things that went on. Um, but they were very entertaining. Let's talk about Trelease Associates because what I love so much about the buyer's agent sector mm. is there's so many up and coming new businesses with people like you who have extraordinary skill and talent that you've then transferred now into this space. Mm. And what you're doing with Trelease Associates is very unique. I've obviously been in the space a long time and I don't see really anyone out there in Australia doing what you're doing. So what's the purpose behind what you're mm. doing and what are you looking to do? I suppose from my experience with people, mostly, uh, I wanted to create something which wasn't mine, which wasn't about me. It wasn't about feeding me. It wasn't about growing just me. It was about who can I bring into this company to grow with me for the entire journey. 
And I'm not just talking about staff retention. I created Trilise Associates because I'm the sole owner right now, but it's created. So then there's people like, and he most certainly will be, Jeremy Bedwani, who I believe is just as important to the success of this company as myself. And I don't believe it could be what it is even today, 14 months on, without him, as an example. Um, and other heads of divisions too. So Trelease Associates was created so there'll be associates. There will be obviously myself as the founder, but in time there will be stakeholders like Jeremy and others in the future as well. So they own a piece of this company, a significant piece. And it's not bought, it's gifted to them. It's about creating a culture where we're all building a family, a business that can become nationwide, possibly larger, um, but that's not the goal. Um, where we're working towards a common goal. And every single day, I can honestly tell you, we joke, we laugh, we have an amazing time. Um, and yes, there's difficult times too, and we expect that. Um, and we learn from that. We pivot like we have during COVID. Yeah, and it's, it's apparent from the outside looking in around what you're doing, it, it's very different. And it seems, as I said earlier, very unique. Let's talk about the confidentiality part. Yeah. That's yeah. something that no one's doing. Yeah. Most people in the buyer's agent space, social media, advertising, it's all about just bought, just bought, just bought, just bought, just bought, just bought. Right. You've taken a very different approach. Do you mind sharing what, why and what you're doing? I believe that we're in customer service. And customer service after spending well over a decade in London, New York, I even lived in Greece for six months. I just feel that it's missing from the fabric of our society here in Australia. You go to a restaurant, that's not service. It's appalling in my eyes. I wanted to create something where the confidentiality piece, we didn't leverage on our client and what we've bought for them to self-promote. We were engaged by our client to source and to secure a property for them, whether it be investment, whether it be primary residence. Not then to plaster that over social media or to leak it to the um, media, that sort of thing. It's about discretion. It's about a different level of service that Australians perhaps are not entirely used to. Um, that would be expected in, say, London. And confidentiality is not necessary for all of our clients, not at all. Most, in fact, do not require it, but it is absolutely there for the clients who do. It doesn't just revolve around the confidentiality upon exchange, for example, where the client's identity is held confidentially with a confidentiality deed signed by the sales agent, the sales agency principal, myself as the principal of Trulis Associates, the buyer's agent that may have been acting for that buyer, our buyer and the vendor. All signed, so it's basically just an extra signature before they sign the every contract. Not every transaction. For the clients that require this. We, every client can have it if they wish. Some clients don't wish for it, they, they just don't care, it's not necessary. Absolutely fine. Um, but it's more about, what about their buying power? Because their buying power is usually exposed to most sales agents because they've been looking for one, two, three, six, 12 months before engaging buyer's agent. Therefore, it's about confidentiality around the client themselves during the process. So some of these clients, we had one recently that had full confidentiality. No one knows what we bought, no one knows how much we bought it for, and no one is allowed to disclose that that client was even searching at the time. So that client's buying power was also confidential. Therefore, 
because the agents understood where their budget may have been, they needed to know this, they were just working with client five at Trelease Associates. Yeah, it's extraordinary. And let's talk about leadership, obviously. And actually, before we dive into leadership, I would think that your under, like when we when I opened up, I talked about one of your principles is customer service. It run, it seems like it's clear it runs through the, the DNA yep. of your entire company. Yep. Has that been inherited from Robert Stigwood? Absolutely, yep. unequivocally, yep. unequivocally. I mean, even from my hospitality days. Um, you know, I mean, I remember when my parents didn't want me to go to acting school and that sort of thing, which was my passion as a young man. Um, they wanted me to finish my um, degree and that sort of thing, as I did. Uh, but during that, I was working from 16, 15, whatever it was onwards. And I ended up in silver service um, in a five-star hotel in Adelaide. Therefore, I was poached from um, Robert and moved to England. And naturally, when you're serving people from the royal family, you're serving Robert himself, it's all silver service. And it is the hand behind the back. You're pretty much leaving the room, walking backwards, that kind of thing. It was very intense. It's a level of service that almost is non-existent today. Um, but I revere it. Wow. So you, from being exposed to that, you've been able to now transfer just that high quality because you're right, Australia, it's poor service. Very. And especially when you go to the States and come back, you, you just notice that, that distinction. So obviously working at the estate in the UK, you were managing, you were hiring, you were firing, you were strategizing, you were organizing, coordinating, you were a leader. I think we're all leaders in our own right. Now you're running your new company. You've got people in various divisions in different states. Has your understanding of leadership changed at all? Every day, every single day. Every day I'm learning, even uh, Jeremy and I learn from each other every day. And we strategize together uh, every day. But even after Robert, when I worked uh, TDA Interiors, for example, under Richard Taylor, the founder of TDA Interiors, we're still operational in South of England and in um, central London too. And watching those different leadership styles from Robert, which is an extraordinary style, I suppose, all the way through to Richard, which was very commercial. And I look at myself as a highly emotional being, high, high EQ, Jeremy, high IQ, and very commercial. So the yin and yang work exceptionally well. We couldn't be more different in our leadership styles. And that's probably why we work so well together to create a company that is, I certainly hope I'm right in saying this, not only humble and not only caring and compassionate, but we genuinely love and care for the people inside those walls. And we will protect them and nurture them and help them grow. And that's one of Jeremy's primary roles. So the leadership isn't just from me. It is across the team. We've got Kim Ackerman, who's you know, basically writing the Trelease Associates Handbook, for example. On her own accord, she came to us. You know, I believe that leadership needs to go across the spectrum of the company and not just drip down from the top. Um, I don't believe in the hierarchy and the older models. Could be wrong, but at the moment, it seems to be doing very well. Um, and the company as a whole and the staff are enjoying this leadership style. I agree. The leadership always should really move from the bottom up. Yeah. And the fact you've yeah. got this lady in your office who's put her hand up 
to yeah, say, absolutely. I want to take lead with this, yeah. is a clear, I uh, guess, indication and reflection and demonstration of what's really going on in the company. Yeah. Because it seems not just customer, customer service is something that runs throughout your entire company. It's something that obviously you pride so much because I remember back at the Cohen Handler days, yeah. you always having uh, dinner at 10 at night at a restaurant with a 65-year-old client. And it seems like you, you, you were just forging these uh, very close friendships. So outside of a transaction, your client relationships, they were becoming friendships, right? Yeah, look, uh, there's three, four clients that have had babies um, during or after um, being a client of mine. And I've been in the hospital before they've even gotten home with their baby. And, you know, I've got, you know, 60, 70, 80 plus year old clients who I still take to dinner um, because they're alone and I truly enjoy their company. I'm an old soul. Um, a lot will say I'm like an 80 year old Jewish man. And that's the joke in the office. I suppose I do definitely connect to older people far more than younger. Um, I, I love being around the, the youth and the energy like Jack Henderson in our office, fantastic. Um, he always prides himself, you know, he, he was a minor, he didn't finish school and look at him now. The flamingo. Yes, the flamingo, right? And then we've got lawyers and we've got forensic accountants and all sorts of people as well in the company. So education as well, I don't believe is a factor. You cannot train passion, you cannot train hustle, you can only train skill. And that's the biggest lesson that we've learned over the last six to 12 months, is that don't just hire someone that's been in real estate and need to unravel bad habits, for example. Hire someone who has the passion. Hire someone who has the hustle ingrained in them that is innate in them. Then, and only then, let's train those people. I love it. What do you love about real estate? I have to say it's not even the real estate, it's the people. Because every day I meet someone new, a different character, whether it be a flamingo or something else, um, you know, brought into our life to enrich our lives. And we've got an incredibly diverse team of people and we're, we're hiring at the moment. So there's more people that are coming on board. Some of them are quite characters as well. Um, but you know what? Everyone who sits in front of us in the boardroom is different too. Some are going to suit my demeanor and my character. Some are going to suit Jack's or Kim's or Annabelle's or whoever's. Um, and that's why also we need to figure out who aren't we servicing, who aren't we helping, and how can we help them. So we're looking at a commercial division that has never been done before. We have tried. Uh, it didn't pan out the way Jeremy and I had wanted it to, and that's fine. Um, we live and we learn. We pivot and we evolve. And now we're looking at someone who, whether the, this person comes to fruition or not, this is someone who is at a very high level and was head of acquisitions for a very well-known firm. And we're looking at bringing them on so we can service the commercial um, you know, clients and buyers out there. We're looking at the property management division that we're building very assertively right now. We're only six months away from launching Brisbane, less than 12 months away from launching Mossman. And it's about not expanding too quickly, not trying to take over any kind of world domination, as they say. It's about who can we service and service well. And you know what? Sometimes we'll fail. So we'll pivot, we'll try again, or we'll move on. And we want to figure out what we're great at. And that's been my biggest lesson, what I'm great at and what I'm not so great at. Hence why Jeremy 
is my yin to my yang. Because I know I am not great at many of the skill sets that he is prolific in. Yeah, you, you clearly complement each other. Absolutely. And you've got different skill sets, different personalities. And that, what, that's what makes a partnership. Yeah. And that's what grows a company. And that's what uh, balances off everyone. Yeah. Some people who are the more touchy-feely, EQ-y, they're going to come to you. And the other ones who, who aren't, yeah. they're going to gravitate towards Jeremy. And it works. Absolutely. We could be here for hours. We, we need to do a round two because we need to hear about these, some of the stories yeah. if, if you're open to sharing. Um, I love your background. I think it's, I, I get excited seeing people coming into this space with just, I guess, exposure to life. Yeah. Exposure to life. And your, your exposure is yeah. what very few people in this, on this planet have exposure to. And it's incredible to see how you've brought this into your new business. And it's very, uh, you can recognize it very quickly. Just drive past your office in Double Bay or if anyone watching this now, just check out Trelease Associates, right? You can, you can feel it when you look at your brand. It's something different. And it's definitely something that, from what I see, you've picked up from what you've cultivated previously, just with what you've learned. For people watching, where can people uh, find Trelease Associates? Yeah, look, I mean, treleaseassociates.com.au would be the first port of call, I think, for anyone to have a feel for our company and who we are. Um, but I'm always an advocate for picking up the phone. Don't need to email, pick up the phone and call me. Call me direct, call Jeremy direct, have a conversation. Um, and if we have a great call, get inside and meet us. Love it, thank you, appreciate it. We're gonna do a round two. Just uh, finishing up now. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the discussion, especially around what Daniel learned in his previous career, because that's very important in terms of how you transfer that into your obviously new career if you're looking to do something different. For anyone who's actually looking to potentially join a company and become a buyer's agent, check out Trelease Associates. As Daniel said, give him a call, give Jeremy a call, go to their website, see their brand, actually look at a lot of the buyer's agents that exist and see if you notice anything different about how they present, what they do, their messaging. I, I believe you'll see something quite distinct. So pick up the phone if you want to chat. And if you're someone who's even looking to buy a property and you're looking for that exceptional customer experience, that journey, check out Chalice Associates as well. See you next week. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.